0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast
1: One. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy keep the unicorns alive show up every day with coca-cola energy energy you want taste you love
2: each week when you join me firecast one you are going to chase down our goals overcome adversity and set you up for a better tomorrow After days, come on this journey with me Hi. And Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for coming back each week. I love that you are on this journey with me. In order to stay open and prepared for new possibilities, it's so important that we keep learning and developing and bettering ourselves. That's what the Great Courses Plus is all about. I love this streaming service. Founded on the idea that education should be accessible to everyone. They make it possible to learn from the brightest minds out there. Most of us would never get the chance to have access to these people. They have professors from the best universities in the world, like Harvard. Oh, by the way, did I mention I taught a class at Harvard as well? Yes, facts. Okay, but not only Harvard, they have teachers from Yale, Stanford, experts from National Geographic, and the Smithsonian. This is high-level stuff. This is college-level learning, but without the student loans. No pressure of homework or grades. It's really about investing in you and creating knowledge. The Great Courses Plus app makes it possible to watch or listen to lectures at any time you want. I recommend checking out their course, Influence, Mastering Life's Most Powerful Skill. It's really important for you to take the time to invest in you, and creating knowledge and accessing information is such a great way to create confidence. Unlock a world of knowledge with the Great Course Plus. Right now, they're giving my listeners a special limited time offer, because you know I love to offer you a deal, a free month of unlimited access to their entire library. This thing is huge, by the way. So many different topics, you can't even imagine. But to get this offer, you need to sign up now through my special URL start your free month today go to the slash confidence that's the slash confidence go now and get your free month you can say thank you so this week has been kind of interesting First of all, I had an event scheduled in New York City that I had been working on in conjunction with a number of different people, one being a magazine that was basically underwriting the entire event. Now, take it back a month ago, and one of the women that was another speaker in the event with me reached out to me privately and said, Hey, I'm seeing some red flags here. I don't know, I feel like we should. Potentially pull out of this event and reorg before we launch, and maybe, you know, do our own event just privately with us. And what's interesting is this I saw all the same red flags she saw. However, and this is a big epiphany for me right now, is I selfishly was going to get some benefit from working with these people underwriting the event, and I wanted that benefit. So I decided to look beyond the issues, which were glaringly obvious, and I sold this woman on how I was going to fix it. I said, I will put expectations in writing. I will lead a call. We'll all get on it. I'll take care of this. I agree with you. There are some issues. I believe, however, we can work through them, and I'm happy to jump on top of this and manage it myself. Fast forward <laughs> to weeks later, and she was right. Those red flags materialized, and the magazine canceled the event somewhat last minute, which was awful, as we had a number of people who had purchased tickets and people who had purchased non-refundable airfare to New York City to go to this event. So it ended up being really embarrassing and and also... You know, I hated that other people were spending money and they got refunded their tickets, but they couldn't get refunded on their flights. And it was just a mess. So, not a good business venture, a colossal waste of time and egg on our face. So, of course, I wasn't going to cancel my trip to New York. I decided in that moment, okay the whole reason I was going was for this, but now I'm going to start dialing and I'm going to schedule a bunch of guests. I believe in doing everything face to face. This gives me a great pool of potential people I can interview in New York city. I'm going to start dialing everyone I know and see who I can secure within that two day window when I'm in New York. And I, I get a lot of no's because timing is everything and people might not be in town. I had someone huge cancel on me last minute because he had to make it for a Raptors game in the finals and he got uh, tickets right at the last minute. And then I had secured a supermodel and a massive Instagram influencer, and I was so excited to interview them as soon as I landed. And wouldn't you know, LaGuardia shut down as I was flying in. So I got to circle for a couple of hours looking at LaGuardia, knowing I couldn't land and knowing I was missing those two huge interviews that I had secured. This is just a day in the life. So when you feel like you're taking hits, know that I am right there with you taking those hits. And it doesn't mean I'm going to give up and not try to get those two back on the show. However, it does become challenging when you are the reason why you cancel. You ask someone to make themselves available for you. They agree graciously. It's not like I'm paying them, right? And then you cancel on them last minute. So That was really disappointing, and by the time I got into New York, it was raining sideways and just a brutal night and a colossal waste of one day. Nothing was accomplished other than I read my next guest's book on the plane. So that was kind of good. And it was a good book, by the way, uh, especially for anyone who has interest in sales. It's it's really phenomenal. So I want to share kind of behind the scenes some of the things that I'm dealing with as I go and and hopefully some things I can teach you that I'm learning. Like when you see red flags in partnerships, that is an indicator to walk away. No matter what your benefit is, letting go of that selfishness. I wish I had done that. I learn now moving forward when I see a red flag with someone, that's it. I'm on my way because it's just not worth the risk of of partnering with someone when you're really putting your name on something. That's not worth uh, tarnishing. So Moving forward, I'm I'm definitely going to look at things differently and red flags will be my cue to peace out and I will continue to build pipelines of potential guests so that I can have people in in and ready in different cities and try to organize things that way so whether I'm in LA I have a pool of people I can reach out to and talk to or New York and just staying organized and saving different file folders on my computer so depending on the city and the opportunity, I can quickly look in with phone numbers, emails, and reach out and follow back up with those people. So that's one of the things I've learned now in podcasting is it's really key to have you know a number of different people, but by city for me is what works best because I so believe in the face-to-face. It's really critical for me in business and in podcasting and just in life to be able to sit across from someone. So while I was in New York, it's funny, I had a number of people DM me and say, hey, Heather, I'm going to be in New York anyways because I bought a ticket for your event. Sadly, there is now no event. So one woman, I, I really felt badly. I, I had heard from her. And so I said, well, you can you know, stop by and and meet me. And you know you never know who you're going to meet. But I really felt a sense of obligation since... I had been pushing this and promoting it on social media, and this person had bought a flight and left her family. So uh, she ends up meeting me, and she seemed completely nice and normal. And I said, well, why don't you just join me, and you can sit in while I record some of my guests today. So it ended up being a great experience. I was super uh, appreciative of her support and understanding, and I think it was pretty cool for her to get to sit behind the scenes and see that we were sitting in a sweet New York City recording with a very successful author and then me explaining to her that I then upload that file via WeTransfer back to Podcast One headquarters in L.A., I'll then fly home, which is I'm in Miami now, and I'll record my intro for the show and then record my end and wrap up of the show and send that all out to LA as well. And then my producer will go ahead and marry everything together, edit it, make sure it sounds great, and then upload, you know, different commercials etc into make the show a finished product. So you know we all see things as a finished product, but it is kind of interesting sometimes to see what goes into it and the amount of travel and and the amount of work that you know we want people to not have to recognize it's good sometimes to understand there's a lot more that goes into what then what meets the eye on the outside in anything for that matter. So my guest today is Ryan Serhant. And if you haven't read his book, you definitely need to check it out. It's really a fantastic one. But one of the things that's interesting to me, Ryan is, you know, very well known. His TV shows on Bravo. He's a best selling author. He's selling millions or if not billions of dollars of real estate in New York and now has opened up offices across the country. He is painfully young. I mean, this guy has achieved massive success at a very young age. And getting the chance to sit with him, learn about his story, and see how his background was really in acting. And that was his passion. Connecting the dots now and looking at it he wasn't able to make money acting at a young age, so he got into real estate sales, starting out renting apartments for a very small dollar amount, but not giving up on that and continuing to raise the bar small increments, 3000 a month to 4000 a month, to finally a renter he flipped into a potential buyer. And then he sold them a property, and then he just kept moving up and, and raising that bar on himself, setting higher and higher goals. So today... I sit here. I'm back in Miami now, and I'm excited for you to to meet Ryan and hear our conversation. But I want to share with you how I raise those raise that bar and and raise my goals in a similar way. I started off podcasting a month ago. My show has been out now for one month, and the importance of that is when I started the show whenever I start anything, I want to know what does success look like, right? We have to qualify that. I want to be able to see it. I want to have a vision of what success for me, for the show, for the audience is. And the first number that um, someone on my team shot at me was just focus on getting to 30,000 downloads, Heather. That That's great. Okay. That's a great starting point. Well, I always want to go bigger and think bigger. And I want, I challenge you to do that same thing. So to me, I knew in the back of my mind, I I need to at least get to a million downloads to know that I'm reaching enough people, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing enough. And so I wanted to do that within the first year. So I started. Sort of thought in the back of my mind. Well, I guess, you know, essentially if I'm at a hundred thousand a month, that's 1.2 million in a year. Okay. That could be a good target in the back of my mind. That was my target. That was my goal. I did not know how I would get there. I, I have never done this before, as you know. So I just thought little by little. You know, each day I'll focus on different tasks and promotions and, you know, I'll be strategic in who my guests are. I'll be hopeful they post about it because obviously that's out of my control. But I will ask for them to post about it. I will ask my circle of influence for their help. You know, I'll do all the things that I can within my control. I'll respond to every DM and every message asking people to rate and review my show because I knew that would help and then you know at some point you have to turn it over to that vision and that goal and then hope you created a strong enough product because if your product's not good you know nothing else really matters so I took all those steps and what was so cool coming back from New York this week and getting home was I turned my computer on to record for these shows that are coming up and I looked at my I have a dashboard and it's so important whatever your business is that you have some type of dashboard you can look at your analytics very quickly and reference them just to gauge where you are versus where you want to be and I looked and it said 101,000 downloads this month. And so here we are you know closing out a month my first show launched may 14th and and today i'm sitting here it's june 14th while i record this and we are over now we're at 106,000 downloads and i just want to say thank you so much to every single one of you for being here with me for subscribing rating and reviewing oh i'm so grateful you can't even imagine oh my gosh i'll cry okay get it together heather so, you know, those little baby steps and taking those steps and then setting that bar higher for myself and envisioning that goal and focusing on what I know is the potential. So now for me, like Ryan did in his career and in his life, you know, you keep taking those steps and then you see that evidence of success, success begets success, and Now I need to go to that next level. So I don't want to wait for a 12-month window to get to a million. I've got to raise the bar on me, and I want to hit one million by the end of 2019. I need your help to do that. So please share the podcast with your friends. If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps me so much and really helps to differentiate the show because what I found, and I just learned this, is when we get subscribers, ratings, and reviews, the algorithm on Apple Podcasts is affected by that. So the more reviews and ratings I get, it, it auto-populates my show to the top, and then someone who's just scrolling around on Apple Podcasts gets served up my show. And my show is on the business new and noteworthy and on the top charts. All those things help drive new listening. So I'm learning a lot as I go through this. Whatever your business is, open your mind to that there's other ways that you might not be aware of that you can get to that next level, but we've got to first envision ourselves there and know that we can push ourselves to really make that that jump and that leap. So today when I sit with Ryan and and you're about to hear that he there's something interesting that happened. And I want to share this with you. And these are the things you don't see which is it's kind of crazy. The reason why I believe so much in face to face and the importance of going face to face for anything is you get insight you would not you would never be able to access. I walked in to my appointment with Ryan, ready to record, excited to meet him. I had never met him before. I got this opportunity through a mutual friend of ours who was able to, ex- nice enough to extend me the opportunity to introduce um, me to him. I put in an ask for him to come on the show. I invited him to come to my event for free. I told him I'd buy him and his staff tickets, you know, trying to bring value to them in exchange for his time. He said they couldn't make the event. Thank goodness, because the event got canceled. But however, it ended up being great. He said, yes, sure. Come on in. And it worked out. So I walk into the office. His door is open. And as I'm standing there waiting for him, I hear him in real time, losing a massive deal, millions of dollars. So as you can imagine, he's not in the best mindset walking out of that and having to walk in to meet a woman he doesn't know and record yet again another show that he's going to be on when he has Bravo coming in that afternoon to follow him around for his million-dollar real estate show on Bravo. So he seemed tense. He seemed really focused, laser focused, and almost preoccupied with what I'm sure he was thinking about in his mind. What went wrong? How did he lose the deal? Why? You know, all the, the upset that we have when something doesn't go our way. And that's the minute I'm catching him in. Yikes. Not the best moment. But here's what I want to share with you um, so that you can use this in your life. When I've gone face-to-face before in the past in my old job or in any situation in my life, and I, I face someone who's preoccupied, upset, angered, and it has nothing to do with me, it's so great to be there in real time because you have that realization, this isn't about me, this is about him and the deal he just lost. Now, for me to get what I want, which is the best show possible to bring you a lot of value, to get him to reveal things about himself and be his most authentic, open self, I've got to help get him out of this negative mindset or preoccupied mindset and, and let go of thinking about that deal and instead become present with me in this moment here. So one of the ways that I've learned to do this over time is when I can elicit emotion or get someone to pull on a memory. I mean, it could be something as simple as bringing up a song that someone might have liked when they were in middle school or high school. Or maybe it's a scent or a smell or an experience. Maybe I bring up something from his book about the time he was going to Greece to get married. Somehow the goal for me when I see someone preoccupied or upset and I want to take them out of that That mindset, I bring up something that will elicit emotion. Typically, if you can get someone to start pulling on a memory, they have to let go of that negative situation to shift to the memory. And once they can get there, they'll get emotional around that. And that really was my goal today. You're going to hear on the show. I don't know if you're going to think I did it successfully or not, but I can't wait to hear what you think because Ryan was definitely in a pinch and he was crystal clear with me. Heather, we have to be done by 10. So I think you'll hear I wrap up really quick because all of a sudden I looked at my computer and it was 9.57 and I did not want to not respect his time. So I do a really quick wrap up with him. But of course, you'll hear hear me as soon as we finish and and we can talk more about it then. But I I think that Ryan brings a lot of value. He's an amazing salesperson and he's going to share a couple of techniques and strategies that I love from his book that I think you'll glean some major great information from because we are all in sales. You don't have to have a sales position to learn sales. In fact, and I've shared this so many times, being an author isn't only about writing. Being an author is about writing a book and then selling it. No matter what your job, no matter what role you're in, you're either being sold or you're selling others. So here's some great tips from Ryan, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Okay, if you guys are anything like me, beginning of summer means thinking about how can I get healthy? How can I start taking better care of myself? I'm sure this resonates a little with you, right? So this is our, okay, let's get going. This is our reminder, people. Summer's here and we need to kick up our health a notch. So of course, I'm going to help you with that. We've got care of. And I'm going to tell you, they've got a quiz for you that you can take that's going to help you to understand health goals, lifestyle choices. It's only five minutes. It's so easy. And when you take this quiz, you're learning if you're getting enough sleep. You're learning about you and your energy and what you need and what your challenges are, how your hair, your skin, your nails. It's really personalized. And what happens is Care Of is going to customize vitamins for you they're going to identify what it is that you need it's easy and convenient i mean the quiz is so fast and it's hard to know what vitamin supplements you should be taking it's overwhelming for me when i go to whole foods or wherever any grocery store and i look in that vitamin section i mean i i think i get nauseous even considering taking so many pills, right? So why not have the pros pick the right ones for you so you don't have to waste your time with all of the wrong ones? So because I'm always looking out for you, I am definitely giving you a discount. You know that. So we're going to go for 25% off your first care of order. Go to take care of Dot .com and enter confidence. Who isn't confident when they're feeling healthy, right? When you're sleeping better, your weight's under control, and you're having a blast in the summer. You just need to go 25% off for your first order care of go to takecareof.com and enter confidence and you're getting 25% off the right vitamins and supplements that are meant for you. Check it out.
0: Hey there, Rob Sesternino from Rob as a Podcast. And if you're a Big Brother fan, you know the summer is all about one thing, watching crazy people lock in a house on Big Brother. And we've got episode recaps after every episode with the past house guests talking about all the updates from the game and the gossip from the live feed. Listen to Rob as a Podcast exclusively on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. And if you love the show, why don't you share it or even leave us a rating and review.
2: All right, so I'm so excited for everyone to meet right now, Ryan Serhant, who I just consumed his audiobook yesterday when I was flying to New York, which took essentially as long as it takes to fly to L.A., thank God for the great rain. All right. So for those of you who are living under a rock and don't know Ryan yet, I am going to introduce you to the number one best-selling author, producer, star of Bravo's two time Emmy nominated reality television series, Million Dollar Listing York, which I consumed a lot of those shows as well. It's super good. Um, he's got an amazing vlog up on YouTube. He is bi-coastal now. He's really started to expand his brand and company and has offices now all over the country. His team consists of more than 60 experienced agents. Um, they're doing billions of dollars in sales. This guy is, and he's a baby. First of all, he's way younger than me, which is annoying, um, but we'll get into all of that. He, you know, sell it like Sirhan is really the step-by-step process on how anyone can be an exceptional seller and um and ryan's kind enough to make time for us today because this guy is ready set go yes just like his father and um he's gonna walk us through how he does it all and makes it happen so ryan thank you so much for being with me today thanks for coming to soho Oh my gosh, I never come to Soho. Really? Never. How often are you in New York? Um, I'm in New York as often as I need to be. Okay. (laughs) You You know, I go, you have an office in Miami now. Yeah, we have an
0: office in Miami, an office in LA, and Relationships all over the place. So, uh, Miami's good. A lot of our clients actually are moving to Florida because of the taxes. So, we've been going to Miami a lot more recently just because it's too expensive tax wise to stay in New York City if you don't absolutely have to. Like, I can't move to Miami because I'm a real estate broker in New York, right? And like, my feet have to be here on the ground in New York City. But a lot of people these days, if they work in tech or, you know, some sort of gig economy job, like they don't have to pay this massive New York City tax and deal with everything. So, uh, Florida is a good spot for them
2: it can get a little expensive
0: yeah yeah, yeah. okay is expensive.
2: So, so I'm coming at you with my number one question I ask all of my guests okay you don't know what it is and you look nervous no. I like that <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> okay so my show is all about confidence creation okay give me one time in your life when your confidence was really at its lowest
0: Um, oh man, like every day, probably. No,
2: I want I I need specific. There's got to be one time. Maybe it was when you guys were trying to get pregnant, maybe it was when you couldn't get the flipping visa to go to China. Like, there's got to be a time.
0: No, you know what? Honestly, like, it's hard for me to think about that in relation to work. Like, my confidence was at its lowest probably when I was like a sophomore in high school. Um, and I was. Like, nice and chubby. I was, like, riddled with acne. I was terrible at everything. And a girl that I really, really liked, like, said she was going to date me, but then broke up with me publicly in front of, like, all the lacrosse players, because I went to school in Boston. You have a lot of lacrosse players there. And it, like was the worst moment ever. And I will never forget that. It's probably when my confidence was by far the lowest.
2: Okay. When I started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling my group coaching on the regular and it is just so easy. All because I use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Monahan now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Monahan. No matter what stage you're at, they're going to make it easy. Are you tired of the stress and chaos of live launching? Who isn't, right? But if you've tried going evergreen, you know that's not the solution either. Hello, low conversions. So what's the answer? The Circuit Sales System is designed to make sales for you every single day while giving your audience all the excitement of live launching without you ever having to live launch again. What would increasing your current yearly revenue by 40 times look like for you? on-demand video training at com slash confidence. Get the free on-demand video training at com slash confidence. This is so. You just gave me a Gary Vism. Gary said the same thing when I asked him when his confidence was the lowest. It was dating girls yeah. and being a teen tween. So that's interesting that guys have those moments too. All right, so I will take that and because think- it's
0: embarrassing. There's nothing you can do. Like there's like you know getting our visa denied to go to China to then lose that deal. Like sucked, but it didn't hurt my like confidence. Like the same thing with trying to have the baby. Like trying to get pregnant. Like sucked. It was depressing. It was sad. But like. We we stayed confident that we could make it happen when you're a young boy, right. And girls hold all the power. Like it's tough because like they'll, and they will be neat like girls are like that movie mean girls is real like those especially in high school especially in <laughs> the east coast you know like girls are mean and you know i don't know i have no idea so yeah so me and gary Vee have spent our entire lives now trying to make up for those embarrassing moments that's literally what i do oh my um, i wake up you, every I, day to try to be more confident as a boy
2: i grew up in worcester mass okay so i'm, I'm next to i'm your i'm your mean girl from yeah. new england but yeah, no yeah. I, I wasn't mean but where'd you go, where'd I, you go to I, high school yeah. worcester academy
0: okay so i went to pingree okay. um in south hamilton and a lot of my friends were in worcester Worcester. Worcester. A lot of my friends were in Worcester, and Gloucester, and all those. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of my. That's who I grew up with.
2: All right, so that's where we get our work ethic from. Is from New England. Yeah, yeah. Do or die. Definitely. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about. Um, I personally believe everyone is in sales. Sure. And Same. reading your book, um, sell it like or sell it like Sarhan yep. is really a bible and a step-by-step on how people can sell whether it be real estate selling your husband and why you'd want to go out to dinner tonight or whatever it is for you sure. what do you think those keys are and, and the basis you know makes someone a great seller
0: I mean, I kind of taking it back to the girl thing, like selling for me when I got into the business and I didn't think I was a salesperson whatsoever. I just sort of, you're an actor, yeah, I was an actor and I was not doing so well at it and I couldn't make money. So I was trying to figure out like, what could I do that didn't require me to go back to school or require me to do some sort of service-based job? Like I didn't want to be a waiter or be a bartender. And I wanted to stay in New York city because I knew if I left New York city, then I would just never come back. Right. It's just too expensive. It's too hard. Like life is easier in Colorado. Um, Or my parents are. So I you know, I, I looked at selling really kind of like dating. Like every time I meet somebody and I wanna sell them something, it's really just a first date. So, like you know, if you meet somebody for a first date at a bar, let's say, and you walk in and you sit down with that person and you're like, Hey, you look great. You wanna come home with me? Like that probably isn't gonna work. It's aggressive. See, it's really aggressive, right? <laughs> but most people when they think sales and they think I'm a salesperson, I deal with this all the time with people who work for me. Like they go into showings of apartments or they when I did the sell like certain show on Bravo, like they're trying to sell something like, Hey, we have a two for one special you ready you want to do this like they don't they don't they don't connect the two but it's the same thing it's too aggressive like they don't take the time to get to know the customer to ask them questions to listen to their wants to listen to their needs to give them compliments to create like a a short-term friend right that maybe one day can turn into a long-term friend because people love shopping with friends but they hate being sold right that's really 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 important and so i've always related Selling anything to first dates um, because they're the exact same thing. The way someone is going to be sold on buying shoes is the same way someone's going to be sold on buying that second drink.
2: This is so funny. So the selling shoes is part of your book. Yeah. You were talking about oh, yeah, buying yeah, the Prada. Is, yeah. Do you remember? Yes. I'm more familiar with your book right now than you are. You're like, yes. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, I did write about that. I, you wrote that about was the a big Prada. Moment. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was a great salesperson. And the lesson I took from that, and I've been in sales longer than you've been alive. <laughs> and so I, I really, it, it resonated with me. The salesperson took you to a place far outside of your potential s- expenditure, you know, your limits. You-, you couldn't afford this. It was $850. Sure. However, what that person did for you got you so excited about something that when they backed you down to 450 even though you only intended to spend $250, yeah. it now seemed reasonable. Yeah,
0: it now seems like a good deal. Great tactic. Yeah, of course.
2: So now do you imp- implement that when you're showing people homes?
0: Yeah, the wow moment all day long. It's because um, you need to show people relative value. No matter what it is you're selling, you know it's same thing. Like I talk to reporters all the time, and because I do a lot of PR for the real estate and stuff that we're selling, and the reporters all, always say, "Hey, I read your book. You know the tactics that you use to sell real estate. I use those same things to sell my editor on using my story instead of Jim's story." Exactly. Right. And dentists reach out to me. They're like, "Hey, I use your tactics on figuring out how to get an extra, you know, an extra client a day who needs a teeth cleaning." And I'm like, "That is awesome." Uh, but that wow moment is really just to show relative value so that you know people don't know what they want until you show it to them. And when you show them exactly what they say they want, they never want it, right? So you got to show them what they don't even know they want that is outside of their realm of possibility that gives them something to look forward to and then bring them back down to reality, but show them something a little bit better than that reality and they will always buy it because it's always going to make them feel like they're one step closer to the dream which is that wow moment that you just showed them and it's also a little bit better than what they thought that they were going to be stuck with so it's like it works like it works every time it is not rocket science you just have to put in the effort to to do the wow moments and to remember that you are selling when you're having these conversations
2: so many people see selling as a negative connotation though would you agree with that
0: yeah. When I was doing Salt like Sir on Bravo, like everyone I dealt with said, I hate sales. I'm like, right. why? Because like, I don't like being a salesperson. I hate salespeople. It's like, well, that's like, that's, I mean, you could say that about anybody. Like, I hate that type of person. I because, hate dentists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But if you meet a great dentist who's awesome and who doesn't hurt you when you're in the chair, like, you're going to be like, you know what? A dentist is cool. Like, it's fun. I don't know who says dentists are fun, but um, it, it could. I don't, you happen. might with those teeth. Yeah, (laughs) But I think that, um, like you, you have to remove the idea that selling is taking from people. So whether like you're somebody who's being sold on something and you feel like they're trying to take your money or you're a salesperson who's trying to sell somebody else and you feel like you're trying to push them or take them like selling is just assuring people. Like all you're doing is you're assuring them of the choice that they were going to make anyway. They just might have made it in a month or a year, and they might have made it online or with a different salesperson when they were ready. But you're assuring them of making that choice with you today. And that's how you sell.
2: So you're innovating the concept of what a salesperson is or what selling is.
0: Yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to simplify it and trying to see like, you know, I have really studied like the best salespeople, you know, like when I look at myself in the city, like I, I, when I came here, I'm not set up to be the best salesperson in New York city whatsoever. The best real estate brokers in New York city are predominantly from New York. Okay. They've been doing it for a really, really long time sure. and they're well connected either through finance, through the synagogue, like New York city has a lot of different networks. All of which I'm not a part of. Like you're not in the tribe. Yeah, I'm not in any of the tribes. <laughs> like I knew nobody. I was just trying to rent apartments to pay rent. So like, what was the difference between what I was doing compared to what everybody else was doing? Um, and a lot of it was that I just I you know I didn't push. You know, and I was just assuring people of making that choice today. Like, there's no. I mean, a lot of people say, "I need to go home and think about it and talk to my wife." Like most deals end that way. Or I need to go think home. I got. think about it. Because so, how do you respond like to me. that objection? It's literally just asking. Like, okay, cool. Um, but what is it? What is it that you want to think about? Like if they don't want to buy something, you're never going to change someone's mind that way. Like if they really don't want to do it and they're wasting your time, then like you need to move on. But if they're just using that as a stall tactic because they're afraid of commitment, then it's just asking questions. And it's sometimes not even asking questions about what it is they're buying. It's asking questions about anything else, like about the game last night or about their job and trying to figure out like what is in the back of their mind. You know, like we're having this podcast right now, I'm talking to you and I'm, you know, I'm present as much as I can be, but in the back of my mind, I just lost a deal for sixteen and a quarter million, over a hundred thousand dollars, and I have to deal with that in thirty-five minutes, give or take. Clearly, so, that's annoying you. Yeah, and so, <laughs> but like, so that's in the back of my mind, and so if someone's trying to sell me something right now, the last thing I want to do is be sold. But if they start asking me about work and how crazy is the market, maybe I'll open up and I'll talk about that, and then ten minutes later, I'll get back into talking about the deal, and I'll realize, yeah, you're right, this is a good deal, and then we'll get right back to it. The same way a friend would talk to you.
2: All right, it's 2019, people. Everyone needs a great. Pair of wireless earbuds and uh shocker, there's not just one kind. In fact, the Raycon earbuds are about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And yes, I have them, and yes, my 12-year-old son has stolen from them from me. I have to actually buy another pair. It's ridiculous. But the good news is it's so inexpensive to buy wireless earbuds from Raycon. Thank you, Raycon, for making these affordable because the other ones that are out there are so expensive. Raycon earbuds are really comfortable. They don't fall out. There's a great charging system. I mean, literally you're going to love it. And I know you already love it because I gave you guys an offer before and I have received so many DMs from everyone telling me that they're so grateful that this awesome price is out there. So the company was actually co-founded by Ray J. Celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, all are using it. They're obsessed with these earbuds. So you've got to, get on board. Raycon's E50 wireless earbuds, they've changed the game. So you got to get these now and I'm giving you a deal. Go to buyraycon.com slash confidence and get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com confidence for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you're buying and eyeing a pair, now is the time to get it. This is the best deal out there. Buyraycon.com confidence. So your approach is very different than what you see as that typical salesperson. And I watched one of your episodes. I... You know, anytime I'm meeting with someone, I want to consume a lot of their content sure. to understand them a bit more. And one of the episodes, you were show, no, you had sold someone an apartment, it was a woman, and now she was going to sell her apartment again, and she decided to become a real estate agent sure. in this process. So you went to meet with her and you said, Well, you're going to join my team, right? And she says, Well, I don't know. I need to meet with a bunch of different, uh, you know, yeah. real estate companies and decide. Yeah. And I'm watching the episode. and I'm like, "Oh my god, Ryan, closer, closer to come, you know, to your team," and you didn't. Yeah, you left her with a question in her mind, which I thought was an interesting tactic, and it worked in the end. Sure. You basically said the one thing I'll ask you to do is think: Are these people bringing you on because they want the commission from this one sale of your property, or they want to invest in you and develop you as a seller over the yep. long term? Yep. And it worked in the end.
0: Yeah, you have to also remember too that in. Every relationship, whether it's spouses, boyfriend, girlfriends, boss, employee, broker, clients, the person in the relationship who has all the power is the one who cares the least. So in, and you have to remember that always. So like in that meeting with her, I honestly was like, I would love to have this listing. I think it would be great to have you on my team, but I don't need you. I know you need to be somewhere in order to list your property. And I know you need to be somewhere where someone's also going to help you build your career. So you probably care more than me. And so I'm going to put that out there. I care less than you do right now. And that gives me all the power, which means that she then came back to me. Right. And that's exactly how it worked. It's kind of like anything you see, like relationships die all the time because the person who has all the power is the one who just doesn't give a shit, you know?
2: That sounds so awful. I know,
0: but it's 1,000% true. It's 100% true. The person in a relationship who has all the power is the one who cares. The
2: but least. shouldn't I'm sounding like such a girl right now, and this makes me upset <laughs> because we're in a business setting. However, I am going to be a girl. So you don't want to think of your relationship as a power or game of power and control.
0: Yeah, no, of course not. You don't want to. Um, but like you look at it, like where does the heartache come from in any relationship? It comes from one side of the relationship not giving you what you need. And if they're not even going to try, it means that they don't care as much as you do. Like the love isn't there as much as you want it to be. And maybe sometimes there's ways to fix it. Like maybe they don't know that they're supposed to give that to you. Or maybe they do know and they just don't care. Um, and it's the same thing on deals. Like this deal at 16 and a quarter. Uh, Which is a big deal that we really wanted to get done today. Like going into it, I knew in the back of my mind, like we really need to sell. My seller on this apartment bought it for $21 million in 2012. Okay. The New York City real estate market is really, really, really hard. He was willing to take a $5 million loss just to get it sold today because he wants it out from under him. He cares way more than anyone else. The buyer negotiated, haggled all weekend, came back, asked for another haircut of $100,000 yesterday. And my client was like, you know what? Okay. Like, I just want this done. And by giving him that last little inch, the buyer then said, You know what? I don't want to do it anymore. Ugh. Because he just doesn't care as much. Like, even if we had given him a million dollars off, he probably still wouldn't have done it. So I can't get that beat up. Like, it just wasn't a deal that was ever going to happen anyway. But
2: hadn't you qualified that this guy was serious about buying? He's the
0: CEO of-, of a massive company that you would know if I told you the name. He's incredibly wealthy. He was jetting off on his private plane today to Paris. Like, he's a very real guy, he's an impulsive guy. He's bought a lot of real estate. It's very public. And he's just a dick that way. Like there's nothing I can, nothing I can, I can change about it. And what you learn in real estate, and it, it makes you very, very tough. Like if you get into the real estate business, you realize that people are, people are incredibly greedy and they are also incredibly stingy. Like the same seller that will not come down, you know, $5 because of principal is the same guy that's going to go and negotiate the price of a bagel. <laughs> right? That is what you've learned. And grandmothers will lie to the face of baby Jesus in the city to save $4. Like, so... It's, That's not
2: you though. And this is why no. I like you. And I know well,
0: you, you learn it and it's hard. Like it really makes you, it gives you like a thick skin because you just go into every situation now with like, you know, your defense up it's just because you know you're about to deal with somebody who is in some way, shape or form going to try to lie to you.
2: Oh my gosh, take a deep breath because I'm not going to lie to you and I'm not trying to tell no, you anything. I know that.
0: But we're not in a sales you know position right now.
2: No, but what I'm saying is I understand why you've been conditioned this way. Yeah, of course. However, what I want you to open your mind to is that, and I... See this way. What I, oh my God, I just noticed how many bracelets you have on. That's yeah. tragic. All right, <laughs> listen, he, here's what I want you to know why I like you. I watched one episode where you had this guy, and I don't know if he was a construction person or a designer, but he would sunk his whole life savings into like four yeah, property. John. Yeah, I remember. And yeah. you sold for more than, you, like you killed yourself to deliver for this. Yeah. It was the, that was hard. I was like cheering you on, on the sidelines. And it was so emotional for that guy. It changed yeah. his life.
0: Yeah. And Saved him for
2: Literally, it did. And so I love that. And then when I... I read about the charity work that you do now like that's what makes you in my opinion a champion
0: yeah th- thanks um no I like I I, I you know I just am talking about all these things with you just because we're like discussing it in relation to like how sales works and the type of things that we have to do as you know sales especially in New York City it doesn't mean that I'm that way like I go into every situation unfortunately like brutally honest with everybody and like lay it all out and let them know how I feel how things are going and a lot of times it just backfires because people don't appreciate it you know they don't they don't realize it like ignorance is bliss in 2019 that is Ugh. for sure
2: oh I, I don't agree with
0: that <laughs> I, no, no I, I don't like it i don't like it once one one you know at all but like you can see it across the board like people prefer to be ignorant now versus understanding truth the reality because it's just too hard it's just too complicated and for the most part people just don't understand
2: well give me an example of that then
0: um, oh, man. It's like all day, every day. I mean, just look at like, like – we don't have to talk politics, but just look at like, – That
2: was the first thing that popped up. Yeah, I mind. guess
0: because it's easy, right? <laughs> just look at like – look at any like protester ever on the streets in New York City. Right. You know, like one of the things that like I've done in the past that is super confusing is like you go and ask that person what they're protesting about and most of the times they don't know. They can't talk about it. They're doing it because someone told them to do it because they thought it was cool. Like and because it's cool on social media and it'll be a cool Instagram photo. But when you really ask them about like what they're marching for or what they're protesting for, like they they literally don't know. One person might, but most of them don't. And so there's like this crowd mentality that just has taken things over in part because of what social media has done. Um, and it, it, you know, I don't know. I don't know.
2: Yeah, but that can go back to the same peer pressure we had and that you even explained with sure. dating the mean girls or, yeah. you know, like part didn't of... didn't
0: actually date me, so...
2: <laughs> no, you weren't killing it back. You weren't closing the deals back then. Mm-hmm. So what pivoted for you to go from that kid, like as you explained, a chubby kid that couldn't close a date, to now this <laughs> yeah. guy that's closing billion-dollar deals?
0: Um, I broke. Just, I... I I, it was, it was trying to figure out how to get out of my own shadow in New York City or move home. You know, my parents were in Colorado, so it wasn't like I was going to be homeless. Like, I lived in a terrible apartment in Koreatown, and I just needed to figure out how to make it work.
2: With roommates.
0: Yeah, initially it was with roommates, right. um, but eventually when I moved to Koreatown, it was by myself, and then I shared a bathroom with, like, all these people. It was just terrible. Um, but it was, how do I figure out how to stay in New York City and kind of get rid of all that shyness and just have no shame and go out there and just hustle or it's literally go home to colorado is that 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 was it it was one of the others and i knew if i moved home to colorado i'd be screwed i just wouldn't i just wouldn't come back
2: one of the things that you had going for you in my opinion yeah is your brother yeah and your father yeah that really came to me from the book and i believe in listen people have villains in their life and negative people and they have to fire the villains you seem to have from what i can see some really positive influences in your life
0: yeah, yeah. My dad was really, really tough. Um, I think I resented a lot of the way that he raised us as I was growing up, um, but hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? And thank God he was tough on me because I don't think I'd be where I am today if it weren't for him. For sure he wouldn't. Yeah, and putting us to work and, like, teaching us the value of the dollar and even little things. I don't remember if it's in the book or not, but, like... Teaching us how to make friends, like, and just marching us down the street. Uh, Yeah, so he would like march us down the street. Like, we moved to Topsfield when we first moved to Boston outside North Shore. We were in Topsfield. Um, And we moved like eight times before I was in fourth grade. Um, And so we moved again. When I was about to go into fifth grade, and so I was going to a new school, all new friends, and he took me and my little brother. So I was 10. My little brother was seven. We walked down our driveway, and he said, we're going to make friends. And he made me and my little brother knock on everyone's door and say, hi, my name is Ryan. My name is Jack. <laughs> we just moved in across the street. Would you like to be our friend?
2: Oh, my gosh. You look like a total psycho.
0: Yeah, you, you, yeah, but we were little, so I think it was okay. Like, it was a yes, psycho. If I did it now, I would be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the time, like it was terrifying, but I'm still friends to the day, to today with some of those people Stop that we met. it. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it just shows you that like most people don't reach out. Like most people. Never would do anyone do
2: that today. I would never make my 12 year old. Could you imagine when your daughter's a little bit older, making her do that?
0: I don't know. I'm thinking about
2: it. Oh my gosh. That's a little crazy. Are you, you're going to do the ready, set, go with her though.
0: Yeah, probably. Totally. Yeah. Cause it works for me. Yeah. But listen, even in like my business here, you know, like the, some of the agents who do the absolute best, who sell the most are ones who spend half an hour a day, 10 minutes a day, an hour on a Sunday, just talking to people on the street, like total strangers. And they will find that one person needs a place to rent. One person's mom is actually looking to try to sell her apartment. It hasn't sold yet. One person doesn't know anybody, but they're going to afford off their information to someone. Somebody that they met on Instagram, and you, like, it's this trickle down economy, and they get business from it. Like there are so many people on the street who can provide opportunity to us. We just have to ask them and talk to them. But most of us are so scared of the fear of rejection, we just stay inside our car, you know, or inside our office, or they, we keep our heads down. Or now we're so plugged into our phone, we don't even look up. And it's like it's a scary, scary thought. Like that's what scares me the most about my daughter. It's like how. How will she have personal connection with people in 15 years when she's a 15 year old girl growing even, up? In New it'll York be City. so
2: different than like, it is, what is today.
0: It? I mean, I just can't. I mean, I, and I see it with like young kids now from my clients and like from my nieces and nephews. Like what they have to go through with like the pressure that they have in school because of social media. It's just like awful. Awful. I know. But
2: people, okay, this is where I don't agree with you. It, people back when we were kids, when I was a kid, the, the phone was, this is going to ruin everyone's life, the phone or TV. Yeah, of There's course. always some new iteration of whatever technology is going to be, and there will be something different when your daughter's older. It's just... It is what it is. It's not social media is not going to ruin anybody.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. But it is. It does provide more pressure on a 24-7 basis. Like at least when I was growing up, like I didn't then have to see all the kids or hear from them or deal with them till midnight every day. Like I saw them in school and like I could talk to my friends on the phone but like no one would call me names because we didn't even have email, right? Like none of that happened. Now I see it with the kids of my clients and like I said, like nieces and nephews, they are, they have to be plugged into Snapchat. Um, (laughs) Otherwise, they're going to hear about it the next day like and people are going to give them shit and they're going to be bullied about it. Like we didn't have that 24-7 through our phones when we were growing up. So like I agree with you but at the same time, it is not now like it's all of what we had before just amped up on steroids like attached to your hand which is a little bit freaky
2: well cbdistillery.com is giving you an exclusive offer and it's huge right now you can get up to 30 percent off everything if you've struggled with sleep stress or pain after physical activity cbdistillery.com has a targeted plant-powered solution just for you i love hearing how many of you have seen improvement in your daily life Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, netsuite.com slash Monaghan. Here's what's empowering. It's a choice. You can choose to launch the app or you can choose not to. And that's, you know, creating confidence. This is what it all goes back to for me. For my child sending him out into the world every day, he has that choice to say when someone says, oh, you weren't on Snapchat. He says, I don't even have a, he doesn't have a Snapchat account. And he says, I don't have, I don't need it. And it's about instilling in your kids and in ourselves, you know, this, sense of self worth it. I don't need someone on the outside to tell me, hey Heather, launch Snapchat. Otherwise you're not worthy. Yeah. I mean that's really where it all starts. I I
0: hope so. I just think it's hard. Like I think it's listen, there's peer pressure, right? I think like everyone wants to feel like they fit in, everyone wants to have friends. Everyone wants to be liked. Like you I think it's very rare to find a kid who is that mature to be able to say No, man. I don't need social media. Like, I think it's just... Even for me, like, I was like Instagram is now a business for us like i don 't want to be posting stuff all the time, but i I have to otherwise I will literally lose business, and so there is that like professional peer pressure that way too, like the vlog on YouTube, which brings me business, is fine, like I can do it, but it takes a lot of work it takes a lot of work. I have to have a whole staff I have to pay all these people it 's like and there 's pressure from it too because i I see it out there you know like I have to be always on the forefront of promoting myself in some sort of innovative way. Otherwise, other salespeople will get those clients. And so, yes, I can say no. I could be like, no, I don't want to do any of this, but then I'll sell less. So it's always a trade-off. And I think for kids, it's like, yeah, I don't have to do that, but then I'll have less friends. So it's like... It is a trade-off and it's hard.
2: I want to, well, if success was easy, everybody would have it, right? of course. So that's, I mean, that's part of the process. When, I want to pivot a little bit to the business side. Sure. One of the reasons why I believe you have the success that you have on the outside looking in and, and you can educate me is because you have done such an incredible job branding yourself yeah would you agree with that
0: I guess yeah I I mean I've tried I, I don't know like it's branding yourself is so hard like I I just sort of consistently you know success begets success so I consistently put my name out there as much as I possibly can I want everyone to see Sirhan and think real estate you know and the more that happens the better it's going to be for my business down the line. And I try to do as much as I can through social, through millionaire listing, through the book, through the vlog, through talking to you right now. Like there will be people listening to this that I don't know. And right. that's great. Right. Like that'll be at least one other person who has, you know, who will follow me, let's say. Um, and, and then it'll, hopefully it'll just build and build. But I think like for me, the brand is about promoting success. You know, I think if you look at anyone's brand, like even, I don't know, like even an athlete, right? Like LeBron James's brand is the fact that he is a very successful basketball player. And so then people want to be attached to that. So then he gets, you know, licensing deals and promotion deals. But as a successful basketball player, and he's promoted that success over and over and over. And so it's become kind of this brand, you know?
2: So it's funny that you said you want to be known for real estate, but yeah. when I when you said that in my mind I thought, How do I know you? You know, and I just only met you today, but I researched you. To me you're known for sales. Yeah. Which is great. That's how you don't wanna be in your face. The yeah. book isn't sell real estate. Like Ryan, right? It's sell it. So I think that's an important takeaway for people to know. Even if you want to be known for real estate, you don't push real estate in everyone's face. You push the value you bring to them so that they garner something from you. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. -hmm.
2: So, So it's really important to give people value at yeah. the end of the day. And
0: to, put it, and to put it out there into the atmosphere, like I also am a big believer in that, you know, like the like vision boards and the power of positive thinking. Like, you know, I, I don't necessarily believe that if you like talk into the air, the air is going to respond to you. But, you know, it's <laughs> like if you wake up every day with goals in your mind and you put it out there, it's going to change the way you talk to people. It's going to change the way you walk. It's going to change the way you cross the street. It's going to do little things that are going to make those dreams realities. Um, just because you are subconsciously going to be moving towards those Positive goals that you've set up for yourself. Like, you know, I told myself when million dollar listing started, like, oh shit. Now I'm going to be on a national television show as a real estate agent. I better not screw up, otherwise everyone's going to see it. Um, That's
2: very vulnerable. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, like everyone's going to see because it's people like that. Show follows me 11 months out of the year as I'm at work. It's not like it's intense. It's not a family show where it's like, hey, let's do something fun on this episode with my wife. It's like they will be here for two hours this afternoon, following me at work, and if I say something stupid or do something wrong, there's a good chance they're going to put it in.
2: Oh, you don't get to edit out what you don't like. Okay. I didn't know that.
0: No, they own me. So it's, it's all edited. That's risky. It's, yeah. It is super risky. It's yeah. all edited in LA. Good
1: for you. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> like you'll see actually like, so like what you see on season one of the show when it came out in 2012 is slightly different from what you see on season 12 because we all watched it and we're like, Oh man, what did I just say? <laughs> Like, oh God the things I think are funny are not funny when it's on national television um, and so yeah so it's just it's just putting yourself out there as much as you possibly can you know I think that's that's the secret to me and um, and just not being shy about it right and consistently thinking about that girl that dumped me in public
2: <laughs> wait tell me what's the vision board right now um, well, the vision board at the, at the, you know, uh,
0: what was it like eight years ago, seven years ago, um, was be the number one real estate broker in New York city.
2: You already right. did that.
0: Right. So, um, now Holla. it's like, yeah, so <laughs> now it's like, how do I become the number one real estate broker in the country? Like, how do I do that?
2: Where are you right now? Ranking?
0: Uh, it's, it's hard to uh, look like as the number one real estate broker, incredibly low, probably. But as a team wise, because I just have a lot of people around me, we're pretty, I don't know, we're like number three. But what I mean more is like in terms of like gross sales, like how do I build a big enough team or company to be number one so that when people think real estate in the United States, they think me, not just the guy that sells and does some real estate stuff in New York City.
2: So are you going to acquire more companies? Or? Maybe. Okay.
0: Maybe. trying to figure it out like the market is complete it's the market's changing a lot both for sales and for real estate and how it integrates with tech like there's a lot of moving pieces now and there's a lot of companies that are coming into the play that have like venture capital money that just have no need to ever make money and so that becomes hard like how do you compete with someone who's willing to lose money all day every day that's bizarre it's hard yeah um So I don't know. I don't know. I'll figure it out.
2: Well, the one thing that I really liked about following your trajectory is that you had this background in acting. And now you put, you know, the stand-up comedy and these exercises that you do with your peeps. All of this background now goes to work for you in that you've got the vlog. You've got the TV show. Isn't it interesting to see how these dots connected for you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think um, like, I think some people have called it very lucky. Right? That's but not I, luck. I do believe, and I did, I did a vlog about this last week, that like luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Sure. Right? Um, it's just about being in the right place at the right time, but then when you're in that moment, you know what to do. So like Millionaire Listing, for me, was, yes, I was lucky that the show decided to cast in New York City, but I went to an open casting call with 3,100 real estate agents at the Hudson Hotel. Was that intimidating? Kind of, but like I was, I'd been, only been doing real estate for a year and a half and I was renting apartments for like a thousand bucks a month. So I showed up because someone told me to go and they were like, why should you be on the show? And I was like, cause I'm the greatest real estate agent in the history of the world. And they were like, but you really guy, weren't yet. It. No, of course not. Okay. No. Um, but they bought it and then I had to figure it out. Um, and so we call yeah. that reverse engineering. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> That's most of my life is the power of inception. Like how do I make what I want? To happen, someone else's idea, and how do I plant that seed so once they decide to make it happen, I can just smile?
2: That was the, you just did the best job articulating sales. Yeah. You made it the other person's decision that they yeah. wanted it to happen. And yeah. that, that is yeah. what sales is all it? about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Good. That's, I mean, that's that, that's the wow moment that we talked about at the beginning of our conversation, right? It's like, I'm going to show you something that you're not going to buy because it's too expensive and totally crazy, but you need to see it. And then I'm going to show you something a little more expensive than what you want and what you can afford. And then I'm going to take you back to what you really want, which is what you told me you want, because that's what my job. Like, I'm not trying to upsell you. I'm just trying to show you like a few options but I just planted the seed that you're not going to buy what you told me you wanted. You're not going to buy what you can't buy because you can't afford it that I showed you, but you're going to buy my middle option because I know you want it and I know you can afford it and I know you're going to figure out a way to do it even though I'm going to tell you not to and it's going to be your idea 100%. Oh,
2: that's that's such a good strategy. I love it.
0: Yeah, it works. Like, and it works, and it works on me. Like, that's how I learned it because it worked on me. And I was like, was swiping my credit card, and was like, oh my god, what just happened? <laughs> you upsold me, but you didn't really. Like you made it my idea to buy these shoes for two hundred dollars more than I wanted to spend. I need to learn how to do this.
2: The best salespeople are the easiest sold.
0: Yeah, of course. I'm dude. I love sorry to call you dude. Like I, <laughs> I love being sold. Like I love going into situations and seeing how people sell me because it, it teaches me stuff. Sure. Like the way someone in retail is going to sell me a pair of jeans, like is is interesting to me to see how they talk to me. Well,
2: yeah. you know. Here's the thing: You have so many amazing lessons in the book, so, like Sirhan. I love it. I'm a yeah. huge fan, and I I am not a huge fan of a lot of books, so I I need to give you props oh, for thanks. that. Um, thanks for
0: listening to it. That audiobook took me I, forever
2: to do You did a really good job because, and then this goes back to your acting, you're very animated, yeah. which is engaging for me yeah, as yeah. a listener. So great job there. Yeah. I want to talk about your vlog. You're killing it with the vlog. Um, I want to bring you some value. I'd love to come on your vlog sure. and work with your team and help them create some confidence because I know you're expanding your business. Yeah, you're absolutely. growing rapidly. I've got a lot of expertise with that yeah. and I'd love to let's, come on.
0: Yeah, let's set that up the next time you're back in New York. Amazing. Yeah, The vlog's on YouTube. There's a new episode every every Wednesday night. Um, the book is everywhere. The audiobook is everywhere. And Million Dollar Listing New York comes back August 1st at 9 p.m.
2: I can't wait to Bravo. watch. Yeah. Ryan, thank you so much. You're the best. Thanks for having me. If you've been looking for a legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free, and frankly, who isn't looking for that? I definitely am, but now I know. There's no more waiting, no more need. Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, TV, Apple TV, Smart TV, oh my gosh, there's way too many TVs. PlayStation, anywhere you stream, you're going to be able to get Pluto TV. It's the leading free streaming television service out there. You've got to get it now. So I hope you loved getting to know Ryan as much as I did. I really am impressed with how much he's accomplished at such a young age, how he constantly raises the bar on himself. And something funny that I want to share with you, if you've listened listen to all my shows and you heard the Gary Vee episode, t- today made me think of something. Gary Vee's achieved massive success, just like Ryan has. And I mean, they're they're different, but they're similar in many regards. They're both in New York City. They're both running major companies. They're both raising the bar on themselves. However, they are so incredibly different. And, and that's this is important for you to know. There's not just one way to success. There's so many different ways. And I was thinking about how similar they are, yet so different. Meaning Gary was so late for my meeting when I interviewed him, I was starting to freak out if he wasn't even going to make it. And then he was on such a tight schedule, but he went way beyond our given allocated time because he wanted to do such a great job on that show. So I'm sure this guy's schedule ran behind for hours all day long because of this domino effect that had occurred while I was there conversely working with Ryan today he is so punctual it is amazing i mean to the you know to the nines like oh like we've got 60 seconds left like to the moment i mean this guy is running a tight ship tight schedule and everything is, you know, it it seems really black and white. So that seemed so different from both of these extremely successful people. Again, just, you know, I want to share with you, success does not just come one way. It's about being who you are and doing what works for you to make it work. So... Today, I I, I want to share with you that I've been asked a lot of questions over DMs lately about how am I able to be successful in business and be a mom, and you know, it's sort of an interesting question. It's not easy. Heck no, it's not easy. But I'll tell you this. My son is 12 now and it's so much easier than when he was one and two and three. It was really hard back then because he didn't understand while, why I was leaving or he would you know, be having a fit and I, I could hear in the background when I would call and check on him. Those times were really, really hard. And I've mentioned this before, my confidence was really low, so I felt desperate to make my work trips, desperate to deliver at work, where I feel differently now. When I go on a work trip, like being in New York this week and and having so many meetings and interviews set up, I'm so excited to go because I'm creating value, not only for you today, which I'm hopeful you're able to take value from the show, but also for the long term for me and for my son, which is so cool. When I was in corporate America, I was creating value for the company and the brand I worked for. And that was okay at the time. However, now I'm creating it for me and my family for the long run. So it's not only am I creating value for this moment, I'm also doing it for the long term. I'm investing in myself and I'm investing in my son. And I explain that to my son a lot. So there was a really funny situation that occurred the other day. My son plays Fortnite, which drives me cuckoo. However, it's very popular with um, young kids right now. And he's always asking for money to buy V-Bucks, which is... Insane. I mean, brilliant for the gaming, for Epic Games, but not so brilliant for for me. So I've been telling my son, no, that you can't have money to buy, you know, V-Bucks. Get a job. I don't know what to tell you. So I've been shutting him down on the V-Bucks. And this was so cute. He came out to me last weekend and he said, Mom, you need to grow your YouTube. And I've got some good ideas on how you can do that. And I said, oh my gosh, thank you, tell me. And he brings me all of these Nike gift cards and iTunes gift cards. And I said, what's that? And he said, well, the best way to grow audience and subs, subscribers on YouTube is to do giveaways, mom, and you haven't done any. So I'm going to give you all these gift cards. This is $150 worth of gift cards. And I want you to give these away on YouTube so that you can drive subs for your channel. And I said, oh my gosh, that is so nice of you. Thank you. I would never have even thought to do that. I appreciate you sharing with me. And he told me how some of these different YouTubers do it and why... it will work and and how it's going to benefit my business. And I said, oh, thanks so much. I said, well, I can't take that from you. I'm going to have to give you some money. And he said, mom, you don't have to. I said, yeah, this is a business transaction and I'll buy these from you. And he said, "Okay, great. Can I just have $150 worth of B-Bucks then? And in that moment, I learned something really powerful. I learned that my son watches me run my business and conduct business every day. Oftentimes, he'll come with me on trips and see what I do. And we talk about what I'm building. And he's seen my low moments, like when I got fired and I was crying. He's seen my really high moments, too. So he's learning how to be resourceful and a very good salesperson. So it's kind of funny. Yes, it's hard being away from your child a lot. There's, I can't mince words about that. It's really heartbreaking at times. However, I'm so proud that my son is learning real value and real life skills in real time. And I, I told him that. I said, listen... I know what you just did to me. You just sold me. And I'm really proud of you because you brought me value, not asking for anything. However, I felt compelled to offer you some value in return. And I just want to say great job because I feel really proud of who you are and what you're becoming now. This is, this is funny because it's happening at an interesting time. My son just graduated from fifth grade and it was an emotional day because I noticed how the school he went to really had, they'd done such a great job of recognizing the accomplishment that these kids had. You know, they had this commitment entering in first grade that they would finish and they, they had this whole tradition of celebration and all the kids in the school were out there clapping for them and that we had a a formal graduation and a, Formal graduation party. And it just reminded me the importance of recognition in any business, in life, and patting yourself on the back and recognizing what you are accomplishing. So often we forget about that. So this Sunday, I'm taking my son to a sleepaway camp for the first time in his life. And it's really, it's, I'm, conflicted in that I'm so nervous for him. However, I'm so proud of him that he's courageous and confident enough to go. So I started thinking to myself, how can I help him? You know, let's talk about things ahead of time. And so luckily we had visited this location once before a couple years ago, and I talked to him about how I'm so proud of him, you know, years ago we went and he he was too scared to attend, but now he's so much stronger and bigger and I'm really proud of him taking this step and this leap of faith. He happens to know a couple of kids that will be at the other side of the camp. They're going to the soccer side, my son will be on the basketball side, and I said I'm so excited for you too that you know a few people that will be there. And he said, "Mom, Let's keep it real. They're not rooming with me. They're not going to be in the same buildings with me. They'll be on campus, but I'm probably not going to see them much. And I said, you're right. I agree. However, it is nice to know that there are some good people in the community and that you'll get a chance to at least you know, pass by them once or twice a day, right? That's better than nothing. He agreed. And then I reminded him how many different instances in his life where he started a new school or a new basketball team and or a new camp and made friends so quickly. It's definitely one of his superpowers. And I reminded him of specific instances where he didn't want to go to something and then he showed up and he connected with people and that smile came out. And then he's a great player and people are drawn to his excitement around the game. You know, so reminding him of specific instances where he really created confidence by showing Showing up and taking that risk, going into something new. And the more you do that, the easier it becomes. So as his mother and supporter, I want to remind him that he already has that confidence within him and giving specific examples is always a great way to do it and also having something to look forward to. So, you know, I said, what are you looking forward to most about the week? And and he was giving me, you know, I have, well, Heather, um, mom, I I really like the, the cafeteria and the, the idea that I'm in this, you know, this campus and I'm really looking looking forward to seeing, you know, you when you pick me up on Saturday. So, trying to get someone to focus on what the positives are, you know, what we can look forward to and then create a vision of how fantastic it's going to be is also very helpful when going into a new situation. So, that's definitely what I tried to do for him. We'll hear how it goes. Fingers crossed and I'm sending good vibes out there. If you've got peeps going off to on their own for the first time. It can be scary, but it's so important that we support one another and and believe it's going to go great because that's how we get it going, get it rolling, and get that momentum there. So thank you again so much for being with me. I appreciate it immensely. Please share the show. Please subscribe, rate and review. Oh my gosh, that's getting old. And if you haven't signed up yet for my accountability partner, you want to get an email from me each morning, check it out in the show notes, Heathermonahan.com. It's my website and it's free and I'd love to support you so um, here's to you creating your confidence and me too thanks for being on the journey with me